One, two, three, four. Screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time, it's my screen time too. Welcome to It's My Screen Time 2, the podcast where two moms review the best and worst in children's programming, from Netflix reboots and YouTube shorts to Disney classics and Pixar blockbusters. We watch, you listen, find out what you can tolerate watching for family movie night, what to avoid altogether, and what you'll want to watch alone, voluntarily. I'm Katie. And I'm Deborah. And I have two kids, Jay, he's four, and Kenny, he's one. And I have three kids. Tony is almost 10. And Libby and Nate are six and three quarters. So they are most of the time adorable. (laughs) We like to tell a quick story about how awesome our kids are or occasionally awful. Because in addition to being witty and incisive pop culture consumers, we are moms too. Today I'm telling... I'm asking for help, you guys. (laughs) My kids are awful at picking up. This is not a specific story. I was trying to think of a cute story, and I just couldn't get past all of the clutter around our house that they have such a hard time picking up. Mm -hmm. And we've tried, like, reward systems, consequences. You know, we make sure that all of their belongings have, like, a certain place to go. Mm Mm-hmm. So to try to make it easy to put things away. And it's still so hard. So listeners, if you have any advice for good ways to get your kids to pick up around the house, please, please, please share them. Yeah, I got nothing because sticker charts, consequences, special coin accumulation, it just nothing seems to work for us either. We're in the same boat. Thank you for commiserating. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I got. Just fellow feeling for you, which sometimes helps. (laughs) Right. Um, So I have an upper of a story because I feel like the past two episodes I have been really down on poor Jay. Uh, So I'm giving him a break this time. I got a Kenny story. Kenny is not talking yet other than, you know, select words here and there. But he has started really emphatically shaking and nodding his head in response to questions. And it is just the cutest thing. (laughs) I love that. Especially since, you know, sometimes he's not even really responding to the content of the question. He just knows when you raise your voice in a certain way that he'll get a good reaction if he nods or shakes his head. And he's right. He's got me wrapped around his little finger in that way. (laughs) Oh, that sounds adorable. (laughs) Well, we have screen time news to talk about. We read an article titled, What Do We Tell the Kids? Children's TV Struggles with LGBTQ Characters. This was on Yahoo News. And it's attributed to AFP Relax News. Uh, AFP stands for Agence France Presse. It's a French-based news organization, but they publish some stories in English as well. That's what I was able to dig up on it, at least. Okay, I love it. And that's why they had the delightful British spellings of some words, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this article 
started with kind of a weird sentence, but maybe that's because it was translated. It's like, once upon a time in children's television land, frogs were kissed, but princesses only ever married princes. Anyway, I'm not going to parse the... <laughs> Deborah's diagramming any, sentences over here. <laughs> any more than that, but it's talking all about um, gay characters. And I would add, like, intentionally casting gay characters in children's television and what that's like for the creators of television. Uh, an Alabama affiliate of PBS pulled a Arthur episode because there was a same-sex wedding. But on the other hand, Nickelodeon has some characters, um, like there's a biracial gay couple on The Loud House and two female characters married one another on Steven Universe. Um, that was on Cartoon Network. So, And those kind of happened without any major to-do about it. Um, they interviewed a show producer from Canada who was all about casting gay characters, and she welcomed the debate between conservative audiences and liberal audiences. She thought that the debate around it was healthy. And we're all about representation. I welcome the addition of all kinds of characters in children's television. I really want to watch The Bravest Night now, which is on Hulu. And um, Prince Charming Marries a Man. That sounds delightful. Yeah, I'm super interested to watch that show, too. I thought the line, although we've heard it so many times before, but the line from the article that said, and this isn't an exact quote because I don't have it right in front of me, that uh, it's really harmful to kids not to see themselves reflected in the culture they're consuming. It was an interesting take on the subject because I think it came from a European news outlet. And so while it addressed some of the issues in American television programming, it was kind of with a a 10-foot stick instead of, like, right in front of the problem. Right. Does that make sense? Like, it didn't seem mm -hmm. like the author really had any skin in the game as far as what this Alabama affiliate did or whatnot. And the focus was much wider on kind of an international audience, and it wasn't necessarily focusing so much as so many articles in the American press do on the conservative-liberal divide. Right. And they went in the interview with the show producer from Canada, they talked about how there's whole parts of the world that she just doesn't pitch to, like mm -hmm. the Middle East, any Muslim countries, a lot of Asian countries. There's just no market at all for these types of shows. And it's weird to think that like, we also live in a place where people would have to pussyfoot around these issues because, you know, in the United States, at least, we like to think of ourselves as inclusive and on the side of right. So I don't know. It's hard to hard to stomach from that perspective, at least for me as someone who agrees that we should see more LGBTQ representation in children's media. Have you watched Steven Universe at all? No, and that's been recommended to me a couple of times, so maybe we should add it to our watch list. Yeah, I know a lot of critics just love it, but in my head, 
I've kind of lumped it with those cartoons that aren't really for kids. And listeners, if you have watched Steven Universe with your kids or if you've watched the show and you have thoughts about the age range it's geared towards, let us know. Because if it is being geared towards kids, I'm super interested in covering it for the show. Uh, It sounds great in any case, but, you know, we try not to cover shows that are actually geared towards adults. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So I just listened to Love It or Leave It, the podcast from Crooked Media, and John Lovett kind of went on this rant about Ellen Uh DeGeneres, who's been in the news, but he was talking, and it was like funny, but it was also touching, because he was talking about how much it meant to him as like an adolescent gay person who had no role models in the media And it meant so much to him to have her come out. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't even out at that point, but it just gave him hope so much like support. Mm -hmm. And that's an awesome thing. And I hope that we just see more diversity, not just LGBTQ diversity in children's media, but like people of color and indigenous people yeah like we talked about molly of denali and it's not only Mm -hmm. about kids seeing their own reality reflected it's about encouraging tolerance it's not like these shows are just made for kids who might identify as lgbtq they're also made for the rest of us to you know understand how to accept that in our everyday lives which more tolerance could only be a good thing at least in my head. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do we have any follow-up from our last episode? Just a quick just a quick memory. You said Jay was having trouble getting motivated to dress himself. And I remembered having that same issue with Tony. And then on his fourth birthday, he came down to breakfast fully dressed. Because we had talked about how big kids dress themselves and he was like I feel four (laughs) so someday it'll happen that's so sweet (laughs) (laughs) so I was scrolling through Netflix lately Deborah I've been acting a lot like you when you first got your brother's Netflix password and you said to me that you and Jeremy were just so overwhelmed by choice that sometimes you would spend the entire time just scrolling through the Netflix catalog and not even watching anything. Yeah, it's crazy. That has happened to me a couple of times lately where Kevin has gone to bed and I've had the run of the television and I've just sat down and been like, okay, I'm going to watch something that's just for me. And then like, 30 minutes have disappeared and I haven't picked a thing and I just go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) So I was on Netflix scrolling around and I noticed that right after we watched and recorded our Halloween episode on Spooky Buddies, Netflix dropped a ton of Halloween content. So sorry, listeners, we didn't necessarily cover the newest, latest and greatest Halloween stuff. We thought Spooky Buddies was fun. We hope you thought our episode was fun. And if you are watching any of the new Halloween stuff, please let us know. Let us know if it's any good. Yes, please. All right. So today we are talking about Go Noodle. And I struggle with what to even call this. A website with 
kids safe video content with a particular emphasis on getting kids moving. Would you say that's accurate? I think that's a pretty accurate description. Okay. Go Noodle is popular in schools for indoor recess or for structured activity breaks. Uh, they actually referred to this in their help section as, quote, desk side movement, <laughs> which I kind of liked as a phrase. It's not just for schools. It can also be used at home with family accounts. Do you have a family account? I do for Nate because he wanted to make one of those guys earn points. Okay. The champs. Mm -hmm. And so then when I was watching the videos for this show, I was adding points to his champ and I got to a new level and I think when he finds out he's gonna be pretty mad oh no <laughs> the website says that they create their videos based on research into what's best developmentally for kids they say that the videos are geared for kids between kindergarten and fifth grade the help section of the go noodle website was super informative but it was really hard to get to <laughs> But looking at the teaching section, they had all sorts of recommendations for appropriate videos for different situations. So for kids with particularly high energy levels, for before lunch, for after lunch, for focusing on a specific subject like reading, math, science, even PE. And they even had recommendation lists for kids with English as a second language or kids with special needs. It was really well thought out in that aspect. And going along with that, you kind of need those recommendations because there is just so much content here. I actually repurposed that phrase word for word from when we reviewed Cosmic Kids Yoga, but it's even more applicable here. <laughs> There's just so much stuff, guys. A sampling of the types of videos, they have a section called NTV, Noodle Television, which looks like it's just music videos. They have a section called Blazer Fresh, which is a group of three guys that rap about a variety of educational subjects. They have a whole how-to section with videos about how to do all sorts of different stuff. They have an animated character called Maximo that teaches kids dances. They have a series of mindfulness videos called Think About It. They have a section for Zumba kids. They have a whole different exercise section. They have this weird duo called cuckoo kangaroo it there's a ton of stuff and obviously we didn't have time to cover all of it we picked it because deborah had some experience with go noodle when libby ended up watching a lot of it in her class mm -hmm. yeah and then she obviously went on to set up an account for nate that's what you said nate not tony Yep. Yep. Oh. They both have watched it on days when they have like indoor recess recess mm -hmm. because of bad weather outside. I really liked this idea from the perspective of hating online exercise videos hosted by super fit people. So you know me, anything that encourages movement but doesn't make me feel horrible about my body is a thing I could be interested in. So I'm glad we took a look at this. Together, we watched two videos. We watched one Blazer Fresh video called Banana Banana Meatball. And we watched one how-to video called How to Make a Paper Airplane That Flies. 
and then we both watched two additional videos of our choosing. We'll start by discussing the videos we both watched, and then we'll move on to the ones we watched independently, followed by our more general thoughts. Deborah, do you want to take us through Banana Banana Meatball? Sure. So most of the videos are short. This was like a three-minute video. Blazer Fresh is a group of three young guys. They're all wearing like blazers and then I think pants that don't match, like shorts maybe. And they're singing the song called Banana Banana Meatball. And it's all about patterns, like make a pattern, make a pattern, make a pattern. And then they do little patterns, patterns like loud, loud, soft, soft. It's very catchy. They do a little dance. You're encouraged to dance along with them. At one point, the pattern is the dance. And I liked it. It was really upbeat. They were very charming. Um, it reminded me a little bit of like kind of 80s rap. A little yeah. bit like this Marky style. And I was like, where do I recognize this from? And I went down a little bit of a YouTube wormhole. And um, I think it's essentially the same beat as the Humpty Hump Dance. Oh, really? Remember that song? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what did you think about Banana Banana Meatball? In general, I am a fan of both educational songs and coordinated dancing, so this was right up my street. <laughs> I thought the concept was cute. It was three guys dancing on like a little bit of a raised platform in what looked like a library, but I do have to say that I feel like the guy on the left was just not as into it as everyone else. Oh, yeah, he was phoning it in. Yeah, was it just, like, his facial expression? It's not that he was, like, he was doing everything that the others were doing, but he just seemed seemed like he was there just for the paycheck, maybe. Yeah, because the other two were, like, very enthusiastic in the way that you see a lot of children's performers, and you could definitely tell on left guy's face, he was just kind of like... Yep, this is me doing banana banana meatball. Isn't this ridiculous, guys? It was a very different take. I liked it so much that I watched another Blazer Fresh video mm -hmm. when I got to choose my own videos, but mm -hmm. we'll get into that after how to make a paper airplane that flies. Okay, I have a feeling we can be pretty quick about this one. Uh, this is just a how-to video about how to make a paper airplane that flies. It's a very basic paper airplane, one I'm sure all of us have made before, but it just uh, has a pair of disembodied hands making the paper airplane, explaining the different steps, and uh, then at the end there was a very little quick segment about, you know, doing an airplane dance did she call it a dance I don't remember where you stand on one leg and then pretend like you're flying around so that was the movement portion but mostly it was just a how to build a very simple or how to fold a very simple paper airplane my biggest complaint was why did you insist on putting a piece of double-sided tape in the middle at the end because now my kid will always insist that his airplane isn't finished unless there's a piece of double-sided tape in it, when it works just as well if you just hold it. Don't give me an extra step that requires finding tape. I was surprised by that. That seems like a really unorthodox way of making a paper airplane. Yeah. It's not a 
paper and tape airplane. Exactly. It's a paper airplane. Yeah. It'd be like, we're going to teach you origami. Just get out this pair of scissors for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Thumbs down on the how to make a paper airplane that flies. Although it was satisfyingly doable. It was a good antidote to those complicated YouTube cooking videos. Like the one I watched to teach me how to put fondant on a cake. That was just Mm. hilariously frustrating and difficult to replicate. But yeah, it was... On the whole, not very impressive. So, what did you watch on your own? Tell us about this Blazin' Fresh video. Okay. Blazer Fresh did a video song about using commas. And as a amateur grammarian, I am here for all <laughs> comma-related raps. Okay. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Mostly, I wanted to see if they endorsed the Oxford comma or not, and they do, which made me really like this video. Awesome. It was very cute. They were wearing, like, swim trunks, and then the blazers on top, kind of weird. Okay. Uh, Doing little dances, and this was a much more intricate song than Banana Banana Meatball, and it was very fun. It talked about, like, where you use commas and it all rhymed and was really catchy to me it was way more amusing than it was instructional like I don't think that a child would learn a lot from the video but I really enjoyed it I like that and a plus to including the Oxford comma because I think we're of one mind on that subject uh did you watch another video as well I clicked on music education and I just clicked on the first video Shane Fonda in Habanera from Carmen. It's like a one minute, 23 second video. And at the very beginning, you know, they have the list of all the things that the video teaches. And this promise to teach social studies, music education, coordination, body awareness, gross motor skills, and guided dance. But it was just like a cartoon champ guy moving a little bit in front of like an animated picture of the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. Hmm. And they were singing that song from Carmen with like, just using his name, Shane Fonda. It was really (laughs) bizarre. And I didn't think it it was definitely like they were overselling what it promised to do at the beginning. So you can reach too far sometimes go noodle. (laughs) what did you watch on your own i was intrigued by the duo of cuckoo kangaroo so i clicked on their little icon and watched their video called milkshake and it was two guys the two guys from cuckoo kangaroo a woman in a hot dog costume a man in a bumblebee costume and another man in a pink wig and a construction worker costume and they were doing little motions to the phrase, oh, a milkshake, a sticky, sticky waffle, a mozzarella pizza. All the eggs, all the eggs are broken. And they had little motions that they did to that phrase. And then they would change it up and be like, oh, that was nothing. We can do it British. And then they did the whole thing with a British accent. And then oh, we can do it quiet. And then they did the whole thing quiet. And then, oh, we can do it backwards. And then they did the whole thing facing the back. And that was really it. And it was bizarre. 
Mm-hmm. And having no experience with Cuckoo Kangaroo before, I was like, what is the deal with this lineup of people in kooky costumes? I thought it was really fun. I immediately wished that all cheerleaders would just do this instead of dressing like cheerleaders. Like, I want a lineup <laughs> of cheerleaders at a football game dressed as like totally random stuff. I would be there for that 100%. <laughs> um <laughs> I did look a little bit more into Cuckoo Kangaroo's non-Go Noodle content, and they have a lot of weird stuff out there, including a music video entitled Everybody Poops, about which the less said, the better. Uh, So that was fun. And then the second one I watched was one of the mindfulness videos (laughs) (laughs) called Shake It Off, and It was just a voiceover over a slow motion dog shaking off water. And the voiceover was saying how sometimes things are hard and you just have to shake it off. And then they took you through like, shake your fingers, now shake your hands, now shake your arms. Don't you feel better? And that was it. It was not great. (laughs) So moving on to our more general thoughts. Deborah, do you like the concept of a go noodle? I do. And before general thoughts, I just have to share with you, I've seen Cuckoo Kangaroo live. What? And I have author albums what? on CD. And I have a Cuckoo Kangaroo t-shirt. <gasps> Did you take your kids to see them live? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to go with kids. Okay. <laughs> Did they do Everybody um, Poops? I, I actually don't know that song of theirs, um, but when we went, this was a couple summers ago, Jeremy was like, I don't know who's more into this, the parents or the kids. <laughs> yeah, because they do have more of a, I mean, it's kind of a little bit of a Flight of the Concords vibe. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, two hipster guys. Yeah who found, I don't know what they were doing before they found their niche as children's entertainers. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think that's fascinating. How many albums do Cuckoo Kangaroo have out? Well, I guess I have three. I think one of them they only released on cassette tape, which is super hipster. Oh, yeah. And a weird thing to do. So I don't have that one. That is awesome, Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> so I liked the concept back to general go noodle thoughts. I liked that it was a very curated collection of short videos, especially for the teacher who on a really cold or really rainy day might have a classroom full of kids who need to move and they can't commit to like a lengthy cosmic yoga video, mm-hmm. cosmic kids yoga. I love it. And everything is like safe, you know? Yeah. In that way, it reminded me a lot of Little, no, not Little Baby Bum. Well, when we covered Gecko's Garage during our YouTube for Summer series and Gecko's Garage parent company, Little Baby Bum, had their own app that was all their videos, sort of an effort to have a truly kid-safe internet silo you can go to that's not YouTube kids because we've talked again and again about how problematic that is so it reminded me of that a little bit 
I definitely liked it more than Little Baby Bum because I felt like there was more content that a grown up could actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it was very professionally produced. Like the music videos look like they're set on a real like sound stage mm-hmm. uh, with like good lighting, real cameras, probably a crew, a craft services table. <laughs> I appreciated the professional quality too. I will go with you on the quality of the videos, but the site itself did feel a little on the chaotic side to me, especially not approaching it as a teacher with like a lesson plan in mind. Mm -hmm. I just felt a little overwhelmed by it. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's by design? Like kids would find that more appealing or do you think they were just like, blah, we have to put all this stuff up here's how we're going to do it. And then we'll provide guidance in like other documents and other pages. Yeah. It felt the website, which I honestly did not spend that much time navigating. It felt to me like it was probably a, like they just used a service and plugged in all of their content rather Mm -hmm. than designing the website organization specifically for what they have. Right. It made me think wistfully of like a TED Ed and how that site was organized where, you know, if you were teaching seventh grade history, there was a really easy way to find appropriate Mm -hmm. content through the site. Whereas with this, you would have to go separately into their help section, look at one of their recommendation docs and then cobble together that playlist on your own. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. it's just a question of resources, like Ted Ed had more money on hand to do something like that. But I did find that to be a problematic aspect that would prevent me from going back to the site voluntarily. Yeah, and there is a way to create an account as an educator, which neither of us did. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's better. I don't know. That's true. So this is totally internet rabbit hole territory. We've experienced a little bit of this before in stuff that we've covered. Are you prone to falling down internet rabbit holes? I think pre-kids, I definitely was. Mm -hmm. Post-kids, I just don't have the scrolling time. That said, I can really go down a a hashtag search on Instagram. Yeah? Etsy's for oriental rugs, like vintage Oriental rugs. Yeah, Etsy is great for rabbit holes. I am not on Instagram. I know I'm an old person, but I can totally see that happening. How about you? I want to hear about your internet rabbit holes. (laughs) Well, is that because I wrote some of them down on the dock and they're kind of hilarious? (laughs) I have gone to, like, when I'm watching historical things on television, like Kevin and I recently watched Peaky Blinders. We're still making our way through the fifth season. But I was like, oh, those 1920s looks are kind of cool. Then I fell down a really long internet rabbit hole trying to find 1920s inspired clothing online that wasn't just a flapper costume. I did not succeed. That's why the rabbit hole was so deep. I also definitely do a lot of hair tutorial rabbit holes, which is funny because I don't have the time to actually do my own hair. Maybe if I didn't fall down these rabbit holes I would have time to learn how to use a curling wand but whatever (laughs) (laughs) 
it's the same sort of thing as the just Netflix scrolling. I feel like you get so little brain space to yourself as a parent that Mm. you just you don't want to think. And looking for vintage oriental rugs on Etsy. is super mindful. Yeah, yeah. So Go Noodle in general brings us up against a question that we had a lot during our summer YouTube segments, and that is the entertainment versus education question. This site is obviously built to make you never leave. Again, a bit of a rabbit hole there. Is that supposed to be Mm -hmm. okay because we're also encouraged to move? Yeah, this isn't garbage content. This is something that I think you can let your kids watch and feel not very guilty about it as long as they're not watching it too much. And like we've read the limits on screen time from pediatricians has more to do with the fact that kids are sedentary when they're watching screens. And Mm -hmm. I don't know when my kids watch Go Noodle, they actually do the stuff. Yeah, they do the dances stuff. So it isn't totally sedentary. I was just wondering, this just came to me just now, if you thought it would be more responsible for an ostensibly educational site like this to have some sort of control built in to be like, well, you've watched six videos in the past 15 minutes. Time to take a break. I like it. That could be a real selling point. Yeah. If they were like selling accounts. Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. Did you particularly like any of the on-screen characters you encountered? Yeah, I loved Blazer Fresh. They were so cute. Except for guy on the left. Even the guy who wasn't that into it. <laughs> they were How really cute. You? I love all efforts to convince kids that being nerdy is cool. Like, I'm always going to be there for that. So, yeah, Blazer Fresh was really cute. And I also I also really enjoyed the hipsterishness of Cuckoo Kangaroo I mentioned Flight of the Concords. They also felt a little Yo Gabba gabba e to me, which I was also a fan of back in the day. Mm-hmm. I noticed that they did have a kids bop section. You know I find the kids bop kids to be on the cloying side. Listeners, if you're interested in more of my thoughts about kids bop, we did do an episode on it. Check it out back in the summer. Uh, and I can see the NTV kids getting on my nerves in the same way. Just like the relentlessly chirpy upbeat attitude gets to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Disney Disney sitcom style acting. Yeah, like you can almost see the inevitable spiral into addiction <laughs> as like you're watching <laughs> them being forced to be so corny and upbeat. Like can just see over that horizon all the trouble coming poor kids and it's like weirdly not fun to watch (laughs) (laughs) were you able to compare it to any adult movies or shows or online videos or such have you watched succession no but it's very much in the zeitgeist right now (laughs) (laughs) it totally is well there's this scene in one of the early episodes from season one where this kind of long lost nephew tries to get a job in the family company and he's sent on this mission on Thanksgiving day to go to a storage facility and shred all these incriminating documents. And he is like 
sorting through these file boxes, shredding documents, and he's like, the bad stuff goes away, and Craig saves the day. And it was just like... <laughs> A really funny juxtaposition of, like, him making this silly little rhyme. And he's really covering up, like, terrible, terrible things. <laughs> and that kind of reminded me. It was just, like, so simplistic. It reminded me of some of the juvenile rhymes on Go Noodle I videos. like that. Really bringing it back to what's hip and popular. Well done. <laughs> How about you? Uh, I mentioned Flight of the Concords already. It also, mm -hmm. just the how-to segment we watched on the paper airplane reminded me a bit of the tasty cooking videos that you always see on Facebook in your friends' feeds mm -hmm. where it's just like a hand and it snaps and the onions are all diced, which I wish, I wish. Mm -hmm. uh, so those were those immediate comparisons that I thought of. Did you happen to cast a gritty HBO reboot? I mean, I would love a website with, like, a selection of videos with catchy songs about, like, household drudgery with some of our favorite pop stars. Like, Taylor Swift singing a little ditty about, like, filing your taxes. Or Beyonce getting you through, like, unloading the dishwasher. I would like that kind of earworm in my head. I love that, except I do not believe that Taylor Swift has ever filed her own taxes. I believe that maybe once in her childhood, Beyonce unloaded the dishwasher. Her parents seem like they probably kept her and Solange like pretty down to earth, even as they were grooming them to be international superstars. Yeah, I can believe that, but it might be it might have been so long since she's done it that she doesn't remember anymore. <laughs> But I would love Lizzo to get in on any of these tasks because the more Lizzo can help me get through my day-to-day -day life, the happier I am. Oh, my God. A Lizzo song that would help my kids pick up toys. <gasps> that would be awesome. <laughs> we need something more mature than the Barney cleanup cleanup song. I insist that I love to cook and bake. If you ask me, I will say that. Mm -hmm. And I insist this to my husband. My husband begs to differ because I often do get really frustrated. I'm pretty good about keeping the curse words to like kid-friendly curse words. But I think I would like to see a gritty HBO <laughs> reboot of the how-to videos Mostly cooking and baking, featuring my disembodied hands that just end in me like getting angry and like crumpling up whatever I'm trying to do or like throwing the ingredients off camera. Like the anti Martha Stewart? I yes. Like it. Yeah. I'm reminded specifically of the time I tried to make these like rolled lace cookies and you were supposed to like <laughs> bake them until they weren't fully set and then like kind of roll them around a mold and then take the mold out and they were supposed to be beautiful and I just could not make it work and at the end I was so angry I was just crumbling the lace cookies in my hand so there Shoot. we go did they taste good though I mean they tasted like delicious sugary sawdust at the end, but <laughs> okay. 
So there we go. It's the first time I have cast myself in a gritty HBO reboot, but there it is. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think it was better when we were kids? I think this is an improvement upon what was available when we were kids. Definitely. It did make me think again of the mini mouse jazzercise record that I had and the Barbie was it jazzercise or just regular exercise record that you have talked about in the past? Yeah. Yeah. So this is definitely an improvement on that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, I don't think kids should have like a ton of screen time in school, but it is nice that a teacher could just click on a couple of these for an indoor recess time instead of like, remember what a, just a production it was to roll in the AV cart and hook it up and mm. yeah our kids are lucky would you ever watch this alone voluntarily I would honestly watch Blazer Fresh alone voluntarily wow see I choose Cosmic Kids every time if I were gonna watch a similar thing I would much rather watch Cosmic Kids Yoga than Okay. Any of this content that we saw. <laughs> Slash, How about you? Listen, Would you listen to a They Might Be Giants album instead? Oh, so you're not ever gonna log into Go Noodle on your own? No, no. I mean, Blazin' Fresh was cute, but there are a million different novelty bands I would go to before them. <laughs> yep. Ten seconds on whether this is good for our kids. I think it's better than a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's good in moderation. Yeah. Fair enough. There there it is, folks. We summed up the entire purpose of our podcast in just a couple (laughs) words. (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) Ratings? I would give Go Noodle 4.5. I went 3.5 just because I saw the potential for some dangerous rabbit hole behavior on my Mm -hmm. part that I just don't want to (laughs) encourage. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can check out our website at myscreentime2.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash myscreentime2. You'll find out what we're covering in our next episode. And if you want to watch along with us, you can do that and then listen to our episodes. Tweet us with show or movie suggestions, article recommendations, or general comments at, at myscreentime2. Email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. Our theme music was composed and performed by me, my adorable children, and our podcast is produced by Katie. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by Bye. Bye.